Hey everybody, it's Damara West. I am the founder of Be Well Beautiful Woman and I am delighted that you have tuned in to our podcast. In case you didn't know, you gotta check us out at BeWellBeautifulWoman.com. Make sure that you're following us on Instagram at the letter Be Well Beautiful and we support women, all things related to wellness. We believe that you put your wellness first, that everything really builds from there. We promote healing, we promote joy, and we promote immense business success. And the guest that is on our podcast today brings all of that to the forefront, which I'm going to be talking about her in just a little bit. But I just want you to know that you are in for a special, special treat. We have the Divine Feminine Business Summit coming up that I want to talk about before I do the intro of our fabulous guest. And that is going to be the very last week in April. It's totally free. Um, we're going to have 10 sessions on the lineup. If you are looking at becoming an entrepreneur, if you're a current entrepreneur, you want to show up, be inspired by dynamic business women who are connecting the Divine Feminine, which is all about this, the state of being, if you will, and connectedness as leverage for the success in their businesses and really using those sacred masculine principles and strategies in order to be able to carry it forward. It's going to be divine. This is why we're calling it divine. So you definitely need to check that out. If you want to stay up to tune on that, go to BeWellBeautifulWoman.com, sign up for our e-news. We get that to your inbox every single week. And that's how you can know all things about Be Well Beautiful Woman and be the first to know about those things. So Without further ado, I want to give you our amazing guest, um, Rashawn Bumpers. She is the founder of Pink Poodle Dress Lounge. And if you don't know about Pink Poodle Dress Lounge, you will know about it after today, of course. But also, I encourage you to go to the gram, find out about this amazing business. And if you are looking at getting married, if you are currently in the, you know, you about to walk down that aisle soon, you know that it's coming down the pathway. This is somebody you will definitely want to check out. I and mean, we're going to talk more about her brand in just a little bit. So, so she owns this amazing dress lounge after providing bridal and hospitality services for over 20 years and launching an exclusive online website. Bumpers realized that a physical showroom and bridal lounge was required in order to expand the business and meet customer demand. The Pink Poodle Dress Lounge is named after the former Pink Poodle Lounge in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which was previously owned by her great aunt, Everleen McDowell. It's a vintage theme showroom that she provides that debuted in the fall of 2018 as a part of Detroit's vibrant renaissance. This chick has been able to get Detroit Motor City match, grant dollars in support of her business, immense business support in order to leverage all of the expertise that she has to create this beautiful brand, this successful business. And we're delighted to have her here on our show. Rashawn, thank you so much for saying yes to this, sis. Thank you. Thanks for having me and for the kind words. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Thank you for saying yes to this. As I said, it's, it's going to be a great conversation. So um, we're going to go ahead and dive right in to your questions. Um, and so let's just start with, um, you know, just the fact that this work is really in your blood. Um, you know, your aunt mm -hmm. ran this successful lounge in Milwaukee. And I would just love to hear more about um, how her story inspired you to launch this beautiful body of work. 
Sure. Uh, thanks for asking. I always enjoy sharing Pink Poodle's Dress Lounge story. Um, I I was in the automotive industry, you just shared with everyone, for over 20 years. And I left for four years because I was requested to go to Detroit Public Schools um, to assist the procurement department for four years. And I then returned to automotive and I was, wasn't enjoying it. Um, I knew I had to do something different and I've always wanted to start a business, but I never knew what that business would, would be. I just know that I had the capabilities of doing that. So one day at work, you know, I, um, I took time to jot down different ideas and my abilities, and I came up with this concept. And Pink Poodle is 80% bridal and 20% a dress boutique, where we carry a variation of dresses. So with that being said, I could not think of a name to cover this concept. And my great aunt, which is my grandmother's twin sister, I've taken after her in so many ways. And she's um, strong-headed, driven. She used to own a bar called Pink Poodle Lounge in Milwaukee years ago. You know, And when we were growing up, she went into ministry. So we knew not to talk about it as we got older and found out she owned a bar. So once she got her wings... Um, I had to go handle her affairs in Chicago, and my grandmother told me the name of her bar. It was called Pink Poodle Lounge. So I kind of, you know, I was going back and forth with, with people like this name. How will it be for bridal? And then, you know, the next morning I got up and I said, I'm running with it. I'm going to throw dress in there because lounge can cover the lounge part of our shop, which ladies come here to shop, relax, have a great time. We uplift each other over cocktails or pink mimosas and um, the city loves it. So, <laughs> so that's how the story started. And I, I built that, the, the con, I'm sorry, the decor around my grandmother and her sister's homes. So that's where the vintage part came with. We have some of their furniture here, their portraits on the wall, and a lot of different knickknacks here. Yeah, so I, I love that, um, the story in general, and particularly this questioning that you had around like, how are people going to respond to this? Like, what is this going to mean? And then you just woke up the next day and you had clarity and I, I, it, that's your intuition, right? That's your divine feminine saying like, this is right. And, you know, and then all your strategies of course can derive from that. So I feel like you had that moment of clarity where it didn't, you weren't really concerned. You knew it was going to land because that was the right thing that you needed to do in that moment. Um, and so that's really beautiful. And it's a reminder that we are, um, we know what's best for ourselves. If we, if we get still enough and if we trust ourselves and if we're really one with spirit, with God, with universe, then all mm -hmm. can always come from that spot. Yes. 
I, I definitely agree with you 100%. And that's how I move forward with Pink Poodle. Um, I remember it was actually my mentor uh, did not think that Pink Poodle Dress Lounge was a great, a good name for bridal. And it kind of hurt a little bit, you know. I understood some of the points, but I, I went based on my gut feeling, my vision, and what I knew was going to work. Yes. So this is so powerful because, you know, I talk a lot about the balance between gleaning from the industry experts, whatever that means, and really honoring ourselves and our own truth. Right. So how do we derive mm-hmm. the best parts of what's worked, but to make sure that it's really in alignment with the vision that we have for ourselves? Because if we are really anchored in that and if we are clear about that, you, I, I believe that you can't go wrong because the universe is going to just give you everything you need because that's that's your purpose. Right. And when we're yeah. operating in right. our purpose then everything aligns from that place. And so it just, oh, I love this. I love this so much, sis. All right. Thank you. Of course, of course. All right, so we're gonna talk now about hospitality and bridal services. Um, You were in that industry for 20 years and it's clear that that experience really paid off in um, for the dress lounge. So, you know, it's clear that your gorgeous gowns and your overall feel of the company um, that it, it's really landed. So how can others use their experience as leverage to launch a, a successful business? I think, and just what you were just speaking of, you know, we have to go, we, we have to focus on the core of us and our purpose. And, um, you know, I never, a lot of, a lot of capabilities that I've recently produced in the last three years, I didn't know that I had in me. But I, I focused on, when I came up with this concept, I, I sat at my desk for two weeks, and this is a true story. I sat at my desk for two weeks, and I wrote down everything that I had a passion for, I enjoyed, um, all of my abilities through corporate America, you know, that I was um, able to align what I wanted to do. And it had to revolve around girls and women. And so that's why I stuck with bridal and combined that hospitality in there. And so following that, you know, I'm able to move the way I want to move because I'm enjoying it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And when you're oh, able to enjoy something, hmm? Yes, that makes a, a hell of a lot of sense because, you know, passion, <laughs> right? Passion is the second vibrational emotion that we can experience. Like when we're in our passion, yeah. we're in our flow. Um, and, you know, I was just talking to a client about this that I think, the rigor of our work will often supersede the passion. And so then, 
you know, we lose the passion in the midst of the rigor. And our job is to stay immersed in the joy of the work and not allow the labor to interfere with that. Right. So um, right. more about, you know, wellness and, and how that has played a part, because that's in part how you how you maintain your passion. So, yes, this is landing with me fully. Yes, I, I, I want to share a story with you if we have time. But I, I had a bride um, that just recently got married on Sunday. And um, we provide, I provide bridal concierge services the day of a bride's wedding, where I will go to their wedding, the ceremony or the reception, and I act as their personal assistant for the day. And I, we've connected prior to her wedding, of course. Um, we've also had a connection because her mom had purchased her dress and was so excited about Pink Poodle, and she ended up getting her wings before the wedding. But when I got to the wedding, I learned that her bonus daughter um, was supposed to carry her train down the stairs so I had to get with her. She was 10 years old, very mature young lady. And um, I demonstrated to her what she should do as she's walking down the stairs with her with the train and how to position it. And when I tell you during that whole entire time before the wedding, she stayed up under me. And after I left, they called me because she wanted to talk to me. She didn't get a chance to say goodbye, but it's just having those. And then the bride and groom came in here yesterday and stopped in and say thank you and to talk about their daughter. So we're setting up a little lunch for her to come here. But it's, it's that natural connection that I have with women and young girls. And it and and somehow this wedding piece connects us together. And I did not expect to have this little girl looking up to me in a matter of a few minutes at a wedding. Yeah. Well, and you know what, Rashawn, I, I feel like you're speaking to um, the heart that brings forward in your work and you can't be passionate about something without heart, right? And right. why your brand is, is so personal. It's, it's a flawless brand that you have built. You can see the joy radiating through um, the couples that you are, are privileged to be on the journey with, right? Like, yeah, yeah. like you recognize there's a sacredness associated with the work that you do. So it's not just about dresses, right? It's about people's right. lives. And it's about you infusing as much joy as you can based on this day and you playing the, you know, that part and not knowing where it's going to land. And I, you know, I was, I was thinking about your, your brand a lot in preparation for this interview. And mm -hmm. I get it. like, that's why your body of work stands apart from other bodies of work because there's so much heart associated with it. And which is why if, if I ever get married against this or just need a fabulous dress for an event, know <laughs> that I will be taking that trek to Detroit. I love Detroit anyway. Um, so give me any reason to visit Detroit, but I will definitely be using your services because I know you care about people. It's, it's clear 
in in your brand that you built. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So that leads us to our next expiration, which is all about like branding secrets. Like how did you know to create this personal flawless brand? Okay, so I think that, well, and give us some tips. How, how do we? How do we? Not 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 taking what you what you do is unique, right? What you've done yes. for your brand, and you know, give us some insight into some tips that are more universal when we're thinking about branding. I think the most important is to brand with a story. Mm. I'm telling you, branding with a story. People want to, people want to hear your story. People want to know who's the owner of this business. And, you know, right now we're into this, everyone, um, we're pressured to be entrepreneurs. So it's like, you're the face and they want to see that face. They want to know about you. They want to know about your story. And I started my brand of course, with my family story. And when I got, you know, the name, it just triggered, it was a trigger effect. We went into the concept. And then when I opened, I realized that people enjoy the story and my brand. So I continued it with um, sharing my journey, you know, and we, we always share and post, you see the beautiful dresses on Instagram, but I share my good, bad, and ugly through my journey. And people want to hear, people just, they want to hear real. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. Brand with your story is um, so simple and yet so powerful. And, you know, for people who are, who struggle with that, you know, that's one of the things that I have really worked to balance. Like I have, um, you know, I'm a very private person and so how mm-hmm. much of my story do I put out there? And how do you know that this is the right thing to, to put out there? And I, I shared this recently with someone that you know it's the right thing because it's the thing that you feel compelled to share, <laughs> right? And so I think that right. we're living in truth. And, and, if, and if we feel like we're living in truth in part to shed light into the lives of other people, then anytime we feel moved to share something, that's the right time. Now, if we're still healing from something, we're, it's still raw for us, we're still making sense of it, we probably don't want to talk about that, mm-hmm. right? But if it's something, mm-hmm. okay, I live through that shit. I'm going to, I'm, I'm gonna, like, I need to talk about yeah. the thing that I live through <laughs> because I know that other people are probably struggling too. So what's, what's your take yes. on this? So I, it, it's the same. I don't, I go based on how I'm feeling and what's on my heart. And sometimes, you know, I could look at, I could look at a picture um, and get ready to post it. And my, I don't know. It's just like, it's, it's the true me. I can just look at a picture and start typing a story or something that, I think um, my viewers want to read about, and it's just a natural flow. And I, I and I must say, it's because I'm just simply being real. Now, don't get me wrong; there are a few things that you know 
I didn't share a, a, a year ago when I was in a financial crisis, you know, with the business, but people knew that I was struggling. They didn't have all the details, but I shared it. And I shared that because I've been on several um, interviews and they talk about entrepreneurship and I don't push entrepreneurship because we all are not ready or equipped to be entrepreneurs and not trying to take from anyone, but we, we all have different financials. We have different um, roles with our family, our households. So that's why I say, I don't, that's why I kind of like share some of my ugly, because I know that I have other people watching me and they are inspired by me and I don't want to give off anything that's false. So what I do with that um, part that's really, really ugly that I'm not sharing, I'll give you some of that a little bad, but I spin it with marketing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So so it's the same. So so telling, so speaking your truth, but connecting it to the how you're marketing your business right so like all stories connected to the whole of the brand all so i love that right so like i'm going to take mm-hmm. you on a journey here but we're going to start with this story but i'm leading you right back to my store <laughs> which is what which is what <laughs> marketing is right like that I is love like that. That's good marketing, sis. And it's so simple, right? When you say it like that, it's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And yet, if it was, if it was, if we embrace that, then many of us would be much further along. But like you said, everybody's not ready, right, to be an entrepreneur. And so this leads me to my next question, you know, and clearly you are ready. You, your business is flourishing. Um, even in the midst of the pandemic, I've seen you do some pivoting. I've been watching you for a long time. I'm within the social media mm-hmm. space. So what do you know now that you wish you would have known prior to launching your company? Wow. So there's, I don't want to say, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not genius what my sister always says, but I, I don't know if I can say that there's something that I didn't know. Mm. There's two things that I was aware of, but I thought I didn't take it as serious. One was location. The other was working capital. Mm-hmm. So location, my first location, um, I was on a second level and I knew that that was going to be a challenge, but I'm like, I'm Sean, I can make this work. Mm. The space is intimate. You know, it can give my vintage feel and, and it did, I did pull it off. You know, people walked in there and they felt like they were at home. I mean, I, the, all the walls are pink. Even when the men came in there, they had they had a great time looking at the records from the, you know, the record player. But I know that I lost a lot of revenue from being on that second level. And then the other was capital. I'm fully aware that we should um, have enough working capital, but I only had enough capital for 
X amount of months when I knew I should have had more than that. But I thought that I'm getting ready to open and this season, this wedding season, I can make up that capital by opening with a bang. But guess what? My space wasn't ready for me until nine months after I was supposed to open. So it put me in a major, major financial bind, financially, personally, and business. So I strongly, you know, suggest that we take working capital seriously. You know, we should at least have, you know, two years or at least one year of working capital in there because your first year is going to be, it's going to be, I don't care how great you are, you're going to experience tons of mistakes that you're going to learn from. So when that second year roll in, that second year is going to be what your business is about. Mm -hmm. So you have to have capital right off the rip to cover those two years. And I did not have that. Yeah. So, so I want to touch on a couple things. This is really important. And um, the, the first thing that's coming up for me has to do with when we make decisions, it's like that balance between the divine feminine and the sacred masculine, as I talked about earlier, right? Like in your mind, it's like, well, I want this and this is the space that I'm going to be in and I can make this work. And a lot of times we are steadfast about doing something, right? Versus paying attention to what are the signs telling me, right? Because that was really the spirit trying to prevent you from hardship. And I have, sis, I have been there mm-hmm. <laughs> lots of times, okay? I just mm-hmm. purchased a property. I knew all the red flags were there, but that's what I wanted to do. And I said, I can make it happen. And this is what the vision is for it. And, and now I'm in this situation and I'm dishing out money that I wasn't anticipating, right? So exactly. the thing is, is that we get an opportunity to learn from it, to bounce back from it, to apply it with the hope that the next time we pay attention and not be so, um, and for me, it's, it's stubbornness. I can't, I make my mind up about something and that is it. And I don't care. You know, I'm like, it's tunnel vision from that point forward. And that's me. I, I'm a Taurus. Are you? I'm not a Taurus, but I'm a Virgo. Okay. And, um, okay. You know, and we're not far, you know, we're not probably far removed from each other. Sis. That's the truth. And so yes. I just, I love what you're saying, right? Like pay attention. Don't try to force something because you are so gung-ho about making it work. It's that balance between like knowing this is something we're supposed to do, but then having wisdom while we're on the journey. And that money piece is a part of that, right? Because when we're desperate, when we don't have the money to be able to have what we need in business, and in our lives, then what do we do? We make decisions from a, from a desperate place because we're now in exactly. survival mode, right? And then, you know, yep. these bad decisions turn into maybe more bad decisions. And hopefully it doesn't cost us the, the business and our livelihood in the midst of it. And so I just, I love those two examples because it's a great balance between that divine feminine and sacred masculine. Um, and, and as we wrap up, I'm just curious, right? You've been successful in getting grant dollars. And this is a question that I get all the time from women. You know, how can they successfully tap into grant dollars and funding support to help them to start their businesses and to scale their businesses? So what, what tips might you have for folks who are interested in tapping into some of that funding and program support? 
So the, the tip that I have for that is um, a, a lot of these grants, you know, you have to do research for these grants. And how do you do the research for these grants? You have to stay up on your city and county, you know, their websites and things that they're offering, as well as start building relationships with your city or the county that you're in. Um, but the most important piece, because I didn't, someone had told me about Motor City Match when I decided to start the business. So it's not like I did research on it, but the, the, the piece on when you're an existing business to where we kind of lack on is not having our documentation ready when an opportunity for funding is presented because there's right now you have a lot of grants out here and they're focusing on businesses sustaining not creating new businesses so we a lot of folks i know that um didn't get certain grants or didn't get the sba and one of the things that we're not sharing and we're not talking about is that we don't have our documentations together so when we when we wait to provide those profit and loss documents, our taxes, the other people already submitted their application. So the funding is gone. Mm, yes. So this is so good, right? Like, don't wait to to for this opportunity to come your way. Get have all your stuff ready to go. Because a lot of the applications do ask for the same kind of documentation. Now, your narrative may need to look a little bit different, right? Um, and all of those things. But really, your there are core elements. So I love that. And, and, and I think a lot of it, when you say our businesses, I think you're, you're really talking about businesses that are ran by folks that look like us, right? Let's be real. Yeah. And let's make mm -hmm. sure we got it in a row, our, everything in a row to not give people a reason to not support us, give people every reason, position yourself for every opportunity that you want for you to be able to take advantage of it as soon as it comes your way. Yes, exactly. That's really powerful. Like, I feel like we could just go home, but we're not yet ready to go home yet. <laughs> now we're now we going to talk a little bit about wellness. And, um, you know, you, we would be remiss, right? Be Well Beautiful Woman, we are all about wellness as the foundation to you know, heal, live joyously, and have immense business success. So talk to us about the role that wellness has played in your life. Well, you know, since um, when I started Pink Poodle, and we've already um, touched on my first year of struggles, that had really um, put me in a space like I kind of lost faith. I thought I lost my faith. I wasn't really taking care of myself the way I should because I would wake up, I would only sleep two, three hours, wake up, and it's pink poodle, how am I going to fix this? And it, it took me to make a hard decision. And when I made that hard decision, and then when um, I moved into a new location, I made sure that I set hours to my business and stuck to those hours. Although, although we're supposed to be closed on Mondays, 
there's always things that I have to do. Um, and I kind of come in, still end up here. So I just make sure that at least two of those Mondays out of the month, I don't schedule anything. But what's, what's most important for me with, with my wellness as an entrepreneur is that I'm no longer getting up in the morning dreading to go to work. Come on. I love my work. I love what I do. So it's easy for me to get up early to run in here. It's no problem if I have to stay a little bit later because I enjoy what I'm doing. And when I lay down after hearing a bride thank me about the experience and their mothers or I read a review I rest well at night. Mm, yes. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And it, 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 it connects to something we talked about earlier, like you found your passion again and your wellness practices and carving out those two days a week allowed you to do that. You needed that space yeah. because what was happening was, and this is what happens for so many of us, we start running a rat race. It's like, if I work harder, if I work faster, if I like, and then we have nothing. And not only do we have nothing, we literally are running on fumes. We are running on less than nothing. Yes. And, and that's not a sustainable model. And not only is it not a sustainable model, but it also robs us of our peace and our joy on the journey. Um, it robs mm -hmm. us of our passion on the journey and it robs us of our creativity, quite frankly, because while we're trying to push for answers, the spirit is saying, if you would just sit your ass down, I got the answer, <laughs> right? I, I really do. Like, take some time. I've got everything that you need. I got it. I'm waiting for you. Yes. I'm waiting for you. But if we really um, practice that, we would would elevate in our lives so much faster, not, not to mention um, attract more in our lives and be able to be more peaceful and joyful. And that's the, that's the epitome of well-being. That's our design. But we often get it, we get in the way of it because we co-create with spirit. Mm -hmm. And while the spirit is waiting on us, right, to, to give us all the things that we've been waiting on, um, they're just going to, it's going to wait because we're not, until we're ready, right? Until we're open, we can't receive. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. Right. Um, and so that was so beautiful that you were able to find your way back through wellness practices, which is really the message, right? The message of Be Well Beautiful Woman is that if you want to be successful in business and successful in life, you got to take care of yourself, sis. You got to. Um, and, you got to. You know, because if you don't, you know, at, at the worst level, we've got, you know, health ailments. Um, and at the, and I would say really, you know, what's also worse is when we don't have joy. Like when we can, who, who wouldn't want to have joy when you can have joy, you know, over misery. Yeah. Nobody's going to choose, <laughs> but, but oftentimes our choices is what creates that. Right. So right. Good. we needed like a whole hour. Yes, we did. Cause I have another story, but we'll get it another time. Girl, we don't get another time because I'm actually, you know, we got this business summit and um, we, we might be talking about having you on the lineup, sis, if you're interested. Oh, absolutely. 
Okay. Okay. So that'll be our follow-up. But yes, I see this as mm -hmm. one of many opportunities for us to be in community with each other. I know that our yeah. paths crossed for a reason, you know, um, you came, I don't know if you remember this, but you showed up in my inbox because I'm on the Michigan Women Forward, um, their e-news and I read your yes. story. And I said, instantly, this is somebody that I want to know, somebody I want on my pockets. I know it's been a long time coming, but we made it. Um, and all things in time. And, you know, the reality is you had more to share, right? Because you've, you've been, you know, living and working your dream um, for the last year or so. And so you had even more that you could offer to this interview. And so I can't wait to, to, to interconnect with you again, sis. I look forward to it as well. And thank you so much for having me on. I enjoyed it. Yes, yes, absolutely. So how can folks stay in touch with you? Sure. So you could, um, folks could send me an email at Sean, S-H-A-W-N at Pink Poodle Dress Lounge. We are located at 14405 East Jefferson, right at the corner of Charmers. Our website is www.pinkpoodledresslounge.com. And please follow us on Instagram at Pink Poodle Dress Lounge. That's fantastic. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you again, Queen, for being here. Community, you know I got nothing but love for you. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure that you sign up for our e-news. Do not get left behind this Divide Feminine Business Summit. It is a free gathering. Ten amazing speakers will be in the lineup to inspire you and to help you launch your business and scale your business within the most divine feminine way. Until next time, beauties. Ashe.